today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. As we've been telling you over the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, football is back. Uh, last uh, Thursday, the Hamilton Tiger Cats started the 2021 season uh, in Winnipeg, uh, sadly with a, a loss, but uh, it just means we're going to go 13-1. No big deal there. Uh, they play Saskatchewan this coming weekend in Saskatchewan. But uh, the league is back, uh, and, uh, well, you know, in dealing with a pandemic and dealing with lockdowns, uh, some difficult decisions have had to be made, and uh, things seem to be back on the right track. We're so pleased to welcome back to the program uh, the caretaker of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Bob Young. Bob, it's been a while. Thanks for joining us again. Hey, Bill, it's such a pleasure to be back up here in the Hammer, uh, driving around with your friend Matt Afnick. Uh, just pulled up to the stadium, to Morton's Field here just now. Well, it's been a while. I think the last time you and I talked on this program was uh, just after the uh, uh, the 2019 Grey Cup uh, out in Calgary. Uh, and uh, we, we were talking about going forward and everything. I don't think either one of us, Bob, thought it would be over 500 days before we played football again. Uh, it's been the weirdest 500 days of uh, uh, of my life, and I think I had it easy compared to so many <laughs> others, uh, particularly all of our healthcare providers who uh, uh, I'm certainly lost in admiration of the work they did. And I, uh, whenever I start whining and feeling sorry for myself, uh, I can always think of them, and uh, uh, suddenly my life feels pretty good. It's uh, and by the way, it's great to have you back in town. I know you obviously because of uh, of the restrictions, the travel restrictions that were put in place. You were watching from afar, but uh, but still in touch. Uh, it's it's been a rough time though. To, uh, you know to to suggest that okay, it's been five hundred and some odd days between games, uh, but the league itself, Bob, has had to make some very very difficult decisions. It's it's a, a gate driven lead. You need you know fans in the stands uh, uh, to generate revenue to to make this game this fabulous Canadian game work. Uh, the difficult decision to cancel the 2020 season was, was bad enough, but uh, to move forward in this situation in 2021 uh, is, is great news for we, the fans, but uh, it, it, it was not an easy task. There were a lot of parts that had to come together, weren't there? Uh, yeah, the big one is, uh, as you know, we, we have to continue to function as a league. We have to stay in the public eye. We have to retain... Uh, our front office staff, we have to uh, figure out how to compensate uh, our players uh, at least as well as we can. And so there was a lot of expense that went into the last season and a half without, as you point out, without any revenue. It was as bad a business situation as uh, as any of the businesses I'm involved in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're thrilled finally to be on the other side of that and back to uh, selling a wonderful product to our enthusiastic fans. Well, and, and I mean, you talk about the people that had to come together. Certainly they're the owners, and there had to be some consensus there. And, and these are fabulous people like yourself and, and so many others that are dedicated to Canadian football. Uh, but as you mentioned, Bob, during those dark times and years lockdowns and pandemics, uh, different teams had different circumstances. Different ownership groups had a different impact on how it was impacting uh, their organization. So to try to get back on the same page took an awful lot of discussion. But I, I think maybe the the fact that we're where we are right now is is a testimony to the to the dedication that these guys had. They said, you know what, this is going to be tough, but it's worth doing. Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, we all have a passion for this game. We all have have found the capital somewhere, uh, either debt or additional equity, uh, millions of dollars per team, tens of millions across the league uh, to to weather a. Uh, a year and a half worth of pandemic. And um, so 
so yeah we're, we're we're now working really hard. If you have any brilliant ideas as to what the CFL needs to do next, uh, I'm all ears because we got our work cut out to take the CFL from where you knew it to a, a level of success that justifies all the hard work and all the investment uh, that uh, my colleagues have put into this over the last couple of years. Well, to to that end, though, it's got to be gratifying to know that uh, that a couple of the key players in in the success of the CFL, including the TSN, of course, your partner, your broadcast partner for many many years on television, uh, have hung in there with you, and and a, a lot of the corporate sponsors uh, are back as well because they understand, I think, the value of this product. Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, but we are in in the twenty first century. What, what century are we in again? Still, uh, yeah. And so we have to figure out what the future of, of this league is in the same way that every other league uh, has to uh, both do well with their current customers and they have to position themselves uh, for a world of, of the internet and a digitally connected world and a global world. Uh, and that's that's where we're going. We want to take uh, Canadian football and Canada with us uh, around the world. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, getting us uh, back into the into the Canadian sports market is is a is very exciting. And it was so much fun playing football last Thursday and having another big game coming up this weekend. I was talking to Coach O. He's uh, convinced that. Uh, he knows what we did wrong. He's convinced he has a very good team. And you know, whether we show it against the Riders or later in the season, uh, Coach is, is wildly enthusiastic that uh, we're going to have a very good year. Yeah, I got great confidence in Coach O and his staff to, to right the ship, and I'm sure they're going to do that. One of the gratifying things, though, Bob, uh, as we watched the game from Winnipeg last week, uh, was uh, a packed stadium. And uh, I don't know that any of us thought we were going to see that happen anytime soon, but uh, the, the good folks in the government of Manitoba, of course, said, okay, this is what you can do, and this is what you need to do uh, to be able to do this, and, and other governments have done this. I, I, you and I have known each other for a long time, and I, I don't like dragging you into the political world, uh, but you know, the CFL is, is, is inundated with politics these days for a whole lot of reasons because of government decisions and, and policies, uh, and, and there's the discussion going on about you know proof of vaccination, and I know that had that you didn't get into the stadium in Winnipeg last week without proof of vaccination and they look like a happy bunch I know there was always a pushback when that happened uh, the province of Quebec has done that so when you guys go to play the Alouettes in a couple of weeks uh, same sort of thing is going in place uh, is there any discussion about that I mean, because let's face it if, as you look at your recovery here Bob the faster you can get a capacity crowd and get more people on the stands the easier this is going to be some teams seem to be ahead of the curve on this one uh, we've got some catching up here to do in Ontario uh, is there a discussion going on about perhaps uh, reevaluating some of these things? Have, have the U.S. owners talked about this? And, and, and Randy, of course, as the CFL commissioner, about what might be done there? Uh, yeah, so uh, the, the problem Ontario has is we have too many people. <laughs> we're, we're by far and away the most populated province, which gives something like a, a pandemic, a virus, uh, a much more opportunity to uh, what misbehave. Um, and, uh, you know, on the politics of it, uh, I'm so damn sympathetic to the politicians on both sides of every issue because it's a no win for any of them at all times. You just are, are you know, uh, in as much as I pray, I pray for the politicians to have wisdom because it's such a tough job they've got. 
but I am a big fan, I have to admit, of, uh, of, of vaccine passports. It, it just would simplify uh, so much, including crossing the border this morning was, yeah. was anarchy because... You know, they they were dealing with so many different bits of paper from different jurisdictions. And if they if we all just agreed that in a pandemic, a vaccine passport makes sense. Once the pandemic's over, we can rip them up and go back to our usual uh, path. But uh, but what happened in, in Winnipeg, where everyone who was vaccinated could come to the game and they had a a full stadium, we should be doing that here in Ontario. But uh it's a different situation in ontario we got a bigger province they got bigger logistics to deal with so uh uh yeah uh, bill if you can figure that one out uh i'll i'll give you my vote and you can get uh, <laughs> the province to do the right thing here. well i'm working on it that's all i can tell you bob and we've had a lot of discussions Thank about you. it and I, I i agree with you i i, I understand that the conundrum that the politicians are in these days but uh you know i for instance i know you know most of the season ticket holders of the tiger cats of course have hung out through this whole thing i know a couple that have deferred their season tickets for this year because they're not quite comfortable going back uh in crowds yet and that could be because of existing medical conditions etc but that vaccination passport would go a long way towards doing that and i've heard from my political sources, just to let you in and our listeners in on something, uh, that notwithstanding some of the comments the Premier has made, there are some pretty intense discussions going on at Queen's Park about maybe reevaluating that. I, and I'll tell you our time frame, Bob, since, I mean, we're playing, as you mentioned, Saskatchewan this weekend, and then the Alouettes, and then first home game is going to be Labor Day. I'd love to see a packed Tim Horton field by Labor Day. Uh, that's certainly our goal, and you can be sure we're working with the province and the city here to do everything we can to make sure we can hold a packed stadium and do it safely and responsibly. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Bill, for the work you're doing and everyone else out there. As I say, the whole of the healthcare community uh, across the province, uh, we really appreciate their help ensuring that we can successfully have a, a rowdy Tim Hortons field on uh, September, when's Labor Day, the 6th this year? Uh, yeah, I think it's the 6th. So Labor Day is going to be the first home game at Tim Horton Field this year. The last game at Tim Horton Field this year is going to be the 2021 Grey Cup, uh, which, by the way, was, was in doubt because the season was in doubt and everything else, but it's on track. Uh, you've had a, a ride from the border over to Tim Horton Field with, uh, with you, Matt Afanek, the CEO for the Tiger Cats, and I'm sure, the, I'm sure the topic of Grey Cup came up once or twice, Bob, in the conversation on the ride back back uh my understanding is is we're on track i mean this is it's going to be a little different because of the pandemic but boy you, you the, the the work is ongoing and has never really stopped towards the preparation for this game yeah well, i was talking to doug rye our cfo over the ticats he was telling me he's trying to recruit an accountant to do the accounting for the great cup because it's going to be such a big success but we're we're we have a lot of work to do, keeping tabs on all the, uh, the the ticket and sponsorship money coming in for that event. And, of course, all the expense for the extravaganza that we're going to be putting on uh, uh, bringing the Grey Cup here to Hamilton for the first time in, again, you know the numbers better than I do, but 25 years, is it? Uh, 1996 was the last one. Yeah, so that's 25 years. This is very exciting. 
Uh, I called that when I was the PA announcer for that particular game. That was where the uh, the Argos uh, beat the Edmonton Eskimos. A guy named Ron Lancaster was the coach of the Eskimos then. A guy named Danny McManus was the Edmonton quarterback, and and Darren Flutie. Of course, they all end up at Hamilton the next year. So there, there's a lot of history there, and uh, it's it's yep. been a long time. It's been too long since the Great Cup has been here. But uh, but the organization, Bob, talking to Matt and a number of the other folks there, uh, are ready. Uh, like I say, you've done a, an outstanding job of, of keeping people there. To say, look, it's, let's stay on task here and get ready for this because uh, this is this is huge. You know, for people that went to the 1996 Grey Cup in Hamilton, uh, the Grey Cup has changed. The whole concept of Grey Cup has changed, and I know you've attended many of them over the years, as I have. Uh, it's a it's a festival now. There's an awful lot of parts to be put in place like this, and I, I, I guess what we want to do is reassure the fans that uh, that that you guys are. are working on this and and you know you're ready and willing and able and, and it's going to happen in november and december that's exactly right oh it, it's going to be a big event uh we're actually looking at weather forecasts and for all that the days might be a little short in december the weather and this may be related to lake ontario as a moderating if, effect uh is actually not that bad uh, typically on december 12th in hamilton uh, and so we're we're going full speed ahead, having uh, just uh, quite a uh, quite a party, one of the biggest ones Hamilton has ever seen. Uh, and uh, certainly, it, the fun bit is it's a national party. We're going to be bringing uh, the Canadians in from uh, Halifax to uh, Vancouver, and um, and they're all going to be enjoying our fair city and understanding that. Uh, yeah, Hamilton is a fun place, and, and it's uh, 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 what better way to show that off than with a big party. What's the atmosphere, Bob, with uh, with the other owners? I mean, you guys talk on a pretty regular basis about what's happening. Uh, you made, the, as I say, the monumental decision to go ahead with the 21 season, and, and, and we're glad that that's happened, uh, but not without its challenges and consequences that in different parts of the league right now. We're only into week one right now, but judging from the, the turnout at the stadiums and judging from uh, the fan reaction I've seen on social media from all of the, the clubs so far, uh, it's, 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 it's not business as usual, but, boy, people are really excited about this are, are the owners feeling the same way uh, yeah very much uh we have all our usual problems <laughs> pandemic uh you know created stresses but uh, uh you know we have such great owners across this league that even when we disagree uh we're disagreeing with a mission of trying to improve our league dramatically over the next few years and uh, uh don't see any reason why we won't be successful but uh uh, this is where Randy Ambrosi and the team at the CFL office are uh, are essential to uh, to our success going forward. The Ticats are just one of nine teams. If we don't put on great football as a product, the CFL office has nothing to sell. But at the end of the day, when we put on a great product, which we do every year, uh, the CFL office has the responsibility to... Yeah, whether it's with Facebook or whether it's with Google or or exactly how we take our brand around the world and monetize it more effectively than we've traditionally done. Uh, uh, these are the kind of things that keep the owners up, uh, the board of governors up late at night uh, working with uh, Randy and the CFL office on. And you can be sure we're working hard on it. 
Well, uh, I know that when you took over the club many years ago as the caretaker, you, you, you promised your brother that, you know, you were going to do this and keep this franchise alive and thriving. And uh, you've had some challenges. I don't think anybody ever foresaw a pandemic and lockdowns uh, in the future with this. But uh, you've weathered the storm, Bob. I just, uh, on behalf of all of us, thank you uh, for hanging in there with us and for keeping football alive and for keeping the CFL alive. Uh, there's, uh, it's, it's, it's a challenging time, obviously, but I think the fans are ready, willing and able to get back into it and uh, it's all because of the hard work of people like yourself. So thanks so much for that. Yeah, and Bill, it, it's a weird dynamic. You know, the, the, the smarter people than me have used the expression, never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> and and uh, the, the, the interesting thing about crises is they create opportunities. They get people to pay attention to you and get you to pay attention to your business in a bigger way than you traditionally do when things are going well and the tendency is just to do last year one more time. We don't have that option. We have to do next year really well now. And so we're actually seeing some really, really interesting opportunities. And I suspect this won't be the last time I'm talking to you, Bill, this year, but I don't have anything to leak uh, to the press on this one. Uh, other than to say that we are talking to some very interesting groups about some interesting opportunities, who knows where they go, but these are opportunities that weren't available to us 18 months ago. So, as I say, uh, we're not letting a good crisis go to waste. Well, as I say in my business, Bob, stay tuned. More to come on this. Uh, welcome back to town, Bob. I know you got a lot on your plate. Thanks for spending some time with us today, and we will talk again soon. I get the fun bit of going watching practice with Coach, there you go. Coach Joe right now. So, yeah, i got to run, too. Bill, thanks for your time. Thank you. The caretaker for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Bob Young. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.